0: Sharing with you this episode with Tanya Corby McLeod. Um, she was a client that started with us about four years ago, and um, we're going to be sharing her story of how it's come full circle, how she sold the business, and um, she she really took someone that she had just hired when we started working together, someone in her twenties, a younger leader, and um, developed her in, into this, this person being able to who's. Within five months, was able to run her company for a year without her. Um, and there's there's some some details on why that happened. And um, what's been also interesting is that she's taken what she's learned from um, becoming a hands off CEO in um, her first her marketing company, and she actually applied it to her husband's businesses. Um, her husband was a um, a, a real iron fist kind of leader, very hands-on. And this isn't a franchise, a franchise business that you should think could get run completely without the owner, but there was, there was something in place that was, um, that, that made it impossible for that to happen. And, um, she shares her story about how she was able to, to save, um, you know, all the, the very top employees that were about to quit and how she was able to save that with one conversation and, um, increase the profitability of the company and, and, and really take, she's taken, I think it's it's 12 franchises now that run completely without her. So now she, she's involved in, um, a number of different businesses and, um, and it, this is all owed to her work that it, she shared her work, um. That she did, she started four years ago with Hands Off CEO, where um, she had gotten her company to run completely without her in five months and had uh, made it rapidly more profitable um, in in such a short amount of time. So she shares her story. And um, what's really special about her story, too, is that um, the new CEO is actually now a client. With hands-off CEO. She's getting fantastic results. So to see this come full circle has been incredibly rewarding. And, um, you know, her, and and this has all come from her building other leaders and she's really developed as a leader herself doing this. And it's just such an incredible story. I am so excited to be sharing it with you. So when we started this conversation, Tanya shared with me something that I had not actually known. um, that was the most impactful thing for her when the, mm-hmm. the first conversation we had and, um, the, the, this really meant something to me. Um, and, and, uh, I'm just going to let her share with you. So, so, so Tanya, you're, you're sharing with me that, that, uh, there was like a really impactful moment on our first, yeah. our first call first session together. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was skeptical as, as, as we all are when we start these things, but you and I had a conversation and, um, I was sharing numbers with you and I was actually kind of at the, probably my low point, (laughs) uh, in the business and I was sharing numbers with you and you were kind of skimming through them and you quickly honed in on a rent number. And you said to me, what's up with this rent number? It seems really high. And I said, totally resigned to the fact. I said, well, I'm, I'm in a lease. I signed that. I have to have a, I have to have that number in there. And, um, you know, I'm not taking a salary. And you asked me a little bit about my home life. And then you said, uh, well, you know what? You're not going to change that because you don't have to. And you may as well have reached through the phone and punched me in the stomach. <laughs> it's just all I was completely deflated by that realization because you were dead on. You were absolutely right. And so I went home and I was incredibly upset and upset at myself and upset at the world and all these things. And I just was like, OK, crap, how am I going to get out of this lease? She's totally right. And the next morning I went to the office and the weirdest thing happened. My landlord, who I never saw, maybe over six months, just walked up to me as I was getting out of my car and said, Hey, how's it going? And I was so upset. I just blurted out. I have to get out of my lease because I'm, you know, I'm not making any money. My business is really in trouble. And he, to my total surprise said, Oh, well, you know, I can't keep you here forever. And he'd let me out of the lease. (laughs) And from that point on, everything started to change, um, I think, primarily from the greater realization that I can and should change things. I am in control. And from the kind of you, the tough love of being pointed out, you're not going to change because you don't have to. And that, that just completely changed my attitude. It was great. I mean, it's horrible, but it was great.
0: <laughs> well, and, and what I'm taking from this, too, is that you, you took, in that moment, you decided to shift. And you had, you took this, this leap forward and said, you know what, you're leaving behind all the limitations of the past and saying, I'm going to create something different. And you went through and and felt the the emotions, felt the feeling and just, and just released that. And as a result, like this pathway cleared for you to create something different.
1: I, it totally did. I mean, I don't want to get too woo-woo about it, but as soon as my mindset changed, it was like the universe changed.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and well, you know what? You you don't know this, Tanya. This is, this is the first time you're going to hear this. But one of the reasons, like I, I, I could see you in a way, uh, in, in an interesting way, because I was actually in a similar situation at the time. And um, you know, four years ago, I was really at this point where um, I had actually let go of uh, most of my clients. I I had just kind of shut things down to a point where I would writing emails. I was, I was, um, in a non-committed, committed committed way where I would offer like these (laughs) one-off sessions. Remember that? It was like a one-off session. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's what that was actually. (laughs) And, um, I wasn't committed to do any more than that because I'm like, I don't want to commit to like working with a client for nine months or something. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know whether I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I, we had just brought in a, um, a, a, a new teenager into our home um, who who needed a lot of extra care in our, mm-hmm. in our family. She's now moved on to college, and she's doing fantastic. But at the time, she was quite troubled. And so I had all yes. these things, and I did not have to work. And yeah, I, I just was at this point where I'm like, I, I don't know what I even want to do. And in this call, we had this connection, and I could see like this big transformation happen in your business I think you also found like you, you also got your weekends back, if I recall. Like, was that 11, was that the? Second? Um,
1: that was that was the second one. Well, I mean, the next success story is when I became a scale to freedom kind of person. Um, you know, I'll I'll save that harrowing story for later. But you know, behind <laughs> the harrowing part, it's it's a major success story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it, and and in that instant, I I saw that I saw that 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 I had this impact to be able to change people, and I really felt like that there are that there are people and I've seen many times where like um it had changed their life and I'm like this is the work that I'm called to yeah. do. And in the instant yeah. you probably remember this, I launched a new scale to freedom program right then. And I'm like, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna start January. Yes. and I was, of yeah. <laughs> well, and I was part of that. What? Yeah and that and that was absolutely huge. I mean if I'll just railroaded into that one too. I mean, that was really huge. And I got a lot out of that, but I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the homework of that was we started in January and the homework was to take two weeks off in August. Was it?
0: I don't even remember that, but that sounds like good homework. But it that sounds it, like yeah, homework it was, was So that, that,
1: that was the homework. We're going to scale to freedom. So we were to take two weeks off in August and it was like, okay, that's a panic thing. No way can I leave this business for two months? So, so we worked, you know, heavy duty from January through May. And then on May 25th, uh, my husband died. He just dropped dead super unexpectedly. And um that's the point of the story is I stopped going into the office that day on May 25th. And I didn't go into the office for a year. A year. Wow and the business was still in a state that I could sell it. I mean that's astounding in yeah. one year.
0: That's that you know that's really incredible because I know the first day that we met your business, it, it was, it was basically on the, the point of,
1: um, it was, it was on the brink.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it did, it did, it really could be turned around. It wasn't like there was definitely. Yeah. A, there, there was definitely something we could do with it there, um, but
1: it was at a tipping point.
0: <laughs> it was at a tipping point for sure because I know you guys had you had you had had a partner before. It was larger, and then you scaled back. Mm-hmm. It Really, just wasn't sustainable because you were saying you 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 weren't actually paying yourself a salary, and that can only go on for so long. Um, yeah, and um, so anyway, those jobs, like you know, what would have happened if um, if it was the same and and you know. What happened, happened. If we hadn't,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, if what what happened happened, I probably just would have had to call my clients and say, or have somebody call my clients and say, sorry. Um, But instead uh, I called that morning and said, you know, I'm not coming in and I didn't know what my next plan was. And they just like picked up and did it. I mean, I had just taught them how to do billing the month before. (laughs) Um, I was just, I was slowly just getting through like, okay, by the end of the year, guys, you got to be able to do all this stuff yourself and they picked it all up day one with zero warning. And it was just it was amazing. And that was that was truly from the coaching and watching the other people participating in the in the scaled freedom thing too. But just from that realization is everybody has to be cross trained and be able to do what I do and can do. And the only thing that they weren't trained on was BizDev, um, and I figure in five months, that's not too bad. <laughs>
0: no oh, yeah that yeah that, that's that's incredible and and um you had, you had had uh, there was just this like fire in you to make this happen and um you transformed your business in such a short amount of time like what was mm-hmm. it that really drove you because you didn't know what was coming what was it that drove you
1: what drove me was um i think number one the possibility that it was there it was kind of you being like you know you're going to take 2 weeks off in august and i'm like 2 weeks off without checking in I don't believe her, but I'm going to (laughs) try. And so I think it was just, it was just like, I, I really want that. And you're dead, right. I'm not making any money. I'm not having any fun. This sucks. So I can either try and fix it or I can walk away and trying to fix it. Kind of the more success I got, the more I wanted to try. And it was an upward spiral.
0: Right. And so, so there's some things that happened in your business that I would, I thought was just really fun. And this wasn't about just, I mean, you definitely increased profits. I remember you sharing that mm-hmm. actually after you stepped out, they were collecting more, the more cash reserves than ever in the business. I think, you, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if I got that right,
1: but. Oh yeah. They started, they started doing kind of going gangbusters. I mean, another thing that happened in the middle of that, inside of that year that I didn't go in is we, we lost, uh, an anchor client. We lost 25% of the business client. Um, and that was really, really hard. And, you know, I still, I was running another, I was running my husband's business, um, at the same time. So I wasn't very, I wasn't very active in my own business. And I just called him and said, Hey guys, very, very bad news. Um, and I said, I'll I'll come in and I the top person, I said, I'll come in and make some layoffs. And she said, Nope, leave it to me. I got it. And I don't actually know, I mean, I know what she did, but I don't know how she did it or, or whatever, but they were able to handle that. And yes, we had some layoffs. They have since rehired. Um, you know, they've since we've replaced the, I, I helped a little bit, but yeah, we replaced the client. Um, she's growing and replacing another others. Um, I I'm still, I'm still, I suppose, a, um, consultant in the sense that I do a sanity check and every once in a while she'll have me go to a pitch meeting just so that there could be somebody with gray hair in the room. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> right now my hair is the only one serving any purpose. <laughs> but, 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 that, but I'm sure that
0: part is, is a lot of fun because that's what you're really good that's at. Great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun and I, and I can walk away at the end. And um, I, that, that was the other kind of great thing about scale to Freedom is I was trying to get the guys into a situation that, look, I'll be in the meetings, but I don't leave with any action points. What do we think about that? So that was what they were trying to do. And, and now, yes, Tanya shows up, but I don't do anything after I leave. <laughs>
0: well, you know, one of the things that I love about this too, because, you know, certainly this is a more profitable way to grow and this gives mm-hmm. you a lot more freedom and these are all things that are great for you. But, you know, how did this impact your clients? When I remember we started mm-hmm. to, to implement some some of these different um, service innovations that, um mm-hmm. It really started to improve the quality, improve the quality on this next level, and reduce the amount of time that it took to deliver it.
1: Yes, very much. Um, you, you really, you had me go. I, I think I took a couple, three days, um, and I'm talking seventy two hours. I'm talking days in a row that I, I locked myself away, and I designed the service. Um, you know, per your kind of instructions or suggestions and the, the money back guarantees and, and, you know, what is it that they are selling and that kind of stuff. And then I mapped out the first 90 days of the client journey. <clears throat> and, um, just, I, it was really important for me to have taken those, you know, I was up most of the time for all of those hours, but it was really important for me to have that uninterrupted time. Um, and I'm really glad I did that. And they're still using that. I and mean, it's tweaked you know, a lot, but they're still using that. And for, ha- to have sat down and put myself in my shoes, in the employee's shoes, and in the client's shoes and run through that process in the same way. Um, Boy, did I clean up a lot and make things very efficient and also make the clients really, really comfortable because they understand what's going to happen. You know, In the first two weeks, this is going to happen. In the second two weeks, this is going to happen. And the employees really like it because I also went through, again, per your suggestion, and I said, these are the red flags for a terrible client. Um, so these are the kind of clients that we don't want. and these these are the client kind of clients that we might want, but they're going to get really expensive because of how they're managing. And um, I gave it to everybody in May kind of before the before the end. and um Allison, the person who who bought the agency, she and I talked maybe a month ago and she'd had all my handwritten notes on that. And she said, I thought this was gobbledygook when you gave it to me and now it's my Bible. <laughs> so it's still handwritten and it's still a white hot mess. They never got it input, but she like protects the note cards, like with her life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, what's really fun is that she's actually taken that and we're building on it on this whole new level and um, mm-hmm. how th- this process has innovated. I mean, considerably over the past four years, And, uh, so now, and you might've, I don't know if you've had a chance to see how much, how much the process has changed because, uh, you know, um, Allison has been working through this on, on this, like the next iteration of it for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. So, um, but, but you know, one of the things that she shared with me recently is within nine, nine weeks of the program, she actually, uh, she actually closed a hundred thousand dollar client. And I know that Mm -hmm. was like more, that was like a bigger client than anywhere anything close to what mm-hmm. she had been capable to, to be f- before. And to, to yep. see that confidence in her, it was incredible mm-hmm.
1: cartwheels. It was fantastic. I love that.
0: <laughs> well, and
1: I'm and so you, proud of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, th- that was uh, to see her shift so quickly as a leader and she's just so coachable and, um, mm-hmm. and just, and just ready. And I, I, here's, and here's the thing is that I see that the, the difference between someone who's ready to really for really the, for this level of transformation in their business there there's mm-hmm. someone who's who is ready to like step into it you know whether they're at you know $12,000 a month in, in revenue or whether they're at mm-hmm. you know $100,000 a month in revenue they're like ready for that shift and they're ready to step fully into it and um and to really create whatever it is they want to create in their business yeah and those are things that i, I saw think- both with you and Allison
1: well, I, we, w- I hired her about the time that I started working with you and uh, yeah, that was about the best thing. And I think it's really cool that she's resonating with, with everything you're saying as well. The the business is going to go on and it's going to be really successful. And it's, it's because of that pivot point.
0: Well, and so, here's the you. other thing about this is now that we, we've talked about it. This, this is better for you, better freedom This we, you saved jobs. Basically these jobs would have just gone. Oh yeah. Away, right. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you making this change actually created a more sustainable business that could run without you, which meant that your clients continued to get services and meant that your employees continued to have a job. And, and Mm -hmm. now you have this key employee who's, who's young, she's in her twenties and she has like elevated to the level of CEO. Now she's been able to purchase the company. This is an opportunity that, that you created for her that, that never would have been available for her in any other way, unless you had done this.
1: And you know, I not to pat myself on the back, but I really take a huge amount of pride in being able to give her that opportunity or offer her that opportunity. Um and I'm I'm grateful for you to to you to for helping you make that work. But um no, I kind of feel like there's a bit of a life's work is oddly accomplished simply in that transition. I feel really cool about that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and you should pat yourself on the back because really what you <laughs> do and um this is not Someone from the outside in can look at this and say, "Oh, this is just about systems and all this. It's just systems and in cutting costs and mm-hmm. everything." But it's not about that. What it's what is bigger
1: think about? It's way bigger than that. I mean, yes, you can intellectually, you know, on paper, on a spreadsheet, kind of cut costs and that kind of stuff, and anybody can do that. But understanding what's behind it, we're emotional beings, um, and 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 we just are. And I think women will admit that faster than men will. But I've worked with a lot of men, and they too are emotional beings. They just are swear faster um, <laughs> but that that's what it really is is understanding, yes, these are numbers, but the numbers all have personalities, and there are you know certain numbers that like, no, I'm not willing to compromise on this number, but over here, I'm telling myself a story that I have to have this or I have to have that and and I think that maybe what it all boils down to is the sometimes ridiculous stories that we tell each tell ourselves. um and that is what um I think both Allison and I have uh, realized, overcome, or are working with, you might like totally overcome it. Um, and just the ability to step back and look at things a little bit more objectively. And I think that's, that's a really big deal. I don't think you can run a business objectively. In fact, I think that's foolish, but, um, looking at it objectively and then doing what your heart says on the other side, which is a girl response, but it is a bigger deal than just numbers.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's a great response and I love that. And, um, you know the other side of this too that I see. In addition to that, in addition to like, I kind of am hearing like there's like the soul of the business that you're feeding, and part of mm-hmm. how you're <laughs> the soul of the business is you're feeding yourself. You're making your you're like you're taking two weeks off so that you can reset, you can recharge. You're like, yeah, man, you're taking those weekends back and saying they're mine.
1: Yeah, well, and then you can go to work on Monday and you can be refreshed and excited rather than what day is it? <laughs>
0: Well, and I mean, and I'm looking back at that, I'm, and, and, I mean, you had no idea that your husband was going to be dying, was going to die. You didn't no. have any idea, but I can't imagine that I could imagine that that time must have been so precious to have that, those
1: weekends. Well, and to have those weekends, but also to realize, um, I mean, I, I didn't feel anything for the first week, of course, but also to realize I don't have to worry about the business and I can just, I mean... I just told him I'm checking out don't call me. Um, and, and it was fine. And I've taken, he, uh, had, has whatever a business, um, with about 90 employees that I have taken over since, um, which is great, but I run it in the same way. And I go to quarterly meetings. <laughs> like, that's what that's I do. Exactly. I go to quarterly meetings.
0: So so <laughs> yeah. so, so you have, have taken what you learned from this, this, this smaller company, and you have taken it to Mm -hmm. this other business and you've made this one hands off as well.
1: Completely, completely. And a really interesting thing about that too, is he was the opposite of hands off. He was very, very hands on. And um, I went in to that business and, you know, the employees all knew me, but they didn't know me, know me. And I, you know, said through tears, uh, I need you guys you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this business is all about. I absolutely need you. Um, and you're going to find me to be a very different boss. And, you know, these are, these are my values. And, uh, the management team came to me afterward one at a time privately and said, we were all about to quit. And they just, each one of them shook my hand and said, give gave me a hug and said, I've got your back. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really big deal. Um, and since then by, you know, we check in all the time. First we checked in every Friday. And then we checked in every month and now we check in as needed and we have scheduled quarterly meetings and everybody's happy and the business is making more money than it made when she was running
0: it. Whoa. Can I ask you like what, how much, what percentage more is it making
1: now than what it was before you, before it was um, probably probably only about 8%, but it's um, breaking right. The business has been in service for about 24 years and this is the best year it's ever had. And um, we're buying new stores, new location, um, with half cash. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, there's a couple of things I want to kind of break. I I, I want to to break apart here to just kind of share because you have, Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I heard that happened in this conversation is that you were vulnerable and that you, you shared from your heart and said, you know what, I need your support. I need your help. And now you have all these people that are needed. You enrolled them in your vision.
1: Yes. Yes. Very much. And they stepped and they, up, and they were really happy to go there. Well, they were happy to go there, and they were also, um, you know, not to knock my husband, but he 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 had an iron fist. And when they were allowed to come and take some ownership of what they do, and that was the thing that I gave them. I said, "I know that you're good at what you do. Um, I want to see your plan. I want to see what you think should happen." And um, they were like right there with their plans, with what they thought should happen, and I just said, "Explain this to me. Help me, help me understand it." It made me understand it. And I said, I think that's brilliant, go. And yeah. it's like, they just have all this ownership and they love it, love it, love it. And they randomly text me and tell me that they love their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that.
0: <laughs> wow, I had no idea we'd even, we were even gonna be going, going here in this direction. Um, I, I love this because you're, it, it, you're proving this concept on a whole new level in, in a different industry and with a completely different set of, of people.
1: And, um, mm-hmm. what kind of business is this? Um, it's a franchise uh, business. It's, um, Babylon instant oil change. I own, uh, right now I own eight. In a couple of weeks, I'll own 11.
0: Wow. So, okay. So, so we, have talked about in your agency. This is more white collar brain level work. Yep. So you're thinking you're hiring yep. higher level people, but yep. in an oil change business, these are blue collar workers. They don't, they're not, as much. A, so That's what right. of the challenges did you have being able to, to turn, turn this over? to people who have less education that most people would say, well, they're not even, they're not able to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the people at the, at the top in the management team, um, have been there for a very, very long time. Um, and one of them is a, a chartered accountant and the other one uh, started in the pits. If I'm sure that means something to you. He started changing oil and he has worked his way up to this, to this position. And I did make him CEO. Um, and it was just a matter of, um, You know, they know their jobs. They know what is supposed to be done. A lot of there's, you know, a certain amount of business help from, you know, corporate and from me and all that kind of thing. But the fact is that um, they know what they're doing. And that is what I capitalize on is, um, you know, you're going to create a better bonus structure for those guys because you've been there than I am because I've never been there. Um, You know, you're going to create a better incentive situation. You're going to create a better training situation. I, I, you know, it's it's actually in the same same way. I am educated. I don't know what I don't know what you guys want or need or what's gonna work for you. And they do. And just the fact that you know, the the if I had just said, you know what, hey, just go do whatever you want, don't worry about it. Just, you know, just do whatever you want. I think that wouldn't have been as good. But I got them to enroll me. And and so they have someone above them that they're enrolling. So they are they're making the choices or or putting the choices together for me to choose from, but I just have so much trust with them. And they're, they're the ones that are taking action. I'm not, I'm not, I I think that that's it. It's like, they, they do check in with me and they do have somebody who says, you know, yes, no, maybe, but I want to listen and they're smarter than I am. I mean, that that's the, that's the bottom line. It, education is education. It doesn't matter. They are smarter than I am when it comes to running the Real Change Center. So let me get out of their way.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I'm hearing a few things here. One of them is just this willingness to let go. Another one uh, is that you've empowered them as leaders. You're building them. You're, mm-hmm. you're As a leader, as you're a leader. building other leaders who build other leaders.
1: Yes, yes. Then they're going to be better at it than I am. And I know that hands down. So let's start there. <laughs>
0: Right, and well, that's what it is to be a hands-off CEO. Is is you building other leaders? That's that's what it. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Based on you know, you've
1: gone through this process a few Ab- times. Absolutely, and empowering those individuals. And there's in Allison is the the one at McLeod, and and Chuck and Tom are the two at, at you know MinTex, the other company. And that, those three relationships are the most important relationships that I have in business, and they are extremely happy, and we have you know it's a high respect and high. You know, good, very good communication, and um, I think that they just feel like they're masters of their destiny, and they are. Yeah.
0: So, and so uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so what structure did you feel? Because, you were saying that if if you just would have let them go and say just do whatever you want, it would have had been a, a different a different outcome. So, what was the structure that you put into place that really empowered them to do their very best work? With like, what kind of what did that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it was different in, in the oil change business, because I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I didn't have the history so much with that. So um, in that one, I just said, Hey, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I, I'm i a smart business person. And, and and you know that, you know, from other situations, but I've not been involved in this in the day to day. So I would really like for you guys to show me, um, you know, I know, show me the budget for next year, show me the bonus structure, show me the show me the things that I know have to be in place. And at first asked them to educate me on them. So I said, tell, tell me what you do. This is just a pure education thing. And then I said, what about these things? These things seem weird to me and not in an accusatory way, but I don't get this. I need extra explanation on that. And that happened in about, you know, probably an eight hour meeting. And then the next day I you know slept on it. The next day I went in and I said, okay, these are the things that I would do. And I'm asking you guys to give me a sanity check because, You know, am I am I nuts? And about, I think it was probably about list of maybe ten things, and three of them I was absolutely nuts, and you know it didn't make any sense. And and I learned, Um, you know, the others were like "Eh, six and one doesn't either, and two of them they were like, yeah, we didn't think of that. We're gonna we're gonna implement that. And then I said, well, then I would like for you guys to show me, you know, quarterly. I want to see the bonus structure. I want to see the numbers for last. Last uh, quarter, I want to see how we are, you know, compared to a year. Blah, blah, blah. So I just said, I just want to see these numbers, and I want to see them on a regular basis. And they were like, great. And and then um, in Jan said, then in January, I want to see your plan for the year because you're obviously executing the plan for this year and it looks great. So, you know, first week of January, let's talk about what that is. And they were super excited. And I went up in January, so it was like six months later, and they had. Um, It was just amazing. They had, first of all, just, they said, these are our goals. You know, this is the justification for everything that we're going to show you. These are our goals. This is what we want to do here. And I asked lots of questions and they, I mean, I think they really, really enjoyed presenting it to me because they'd never had the opportunity to do that before. And I just sat back and listened. And then I asked questions and made a very few tweaks. And I said, you guys are amazing. Um, And I got him a membership to the beer of the month club. And (laughs) and then I went home. Well, what I,
0: what I heard is that you trusted them first before actually, yep. you, so you had the, you came in with the expectation that you could trust them, but that, that wasn't a blind trust though, because you trusted them and say, well, let's, let's
1: see what you bring. Right. And if they brought something terrible, yes. you find yes. a fun, right. Um, well, yeah, then they would know, and they would know that I knew. And I think they also liked the fact that I wasn't just trusting them blindly, but I want you to show me what you've got. And that's cooler. I mean, I think that's way better when somebody right. says show me your stuff. And then I think you're awesome.
0: <laughs> right. And, and one of the, what I thought was really interesting there too, is that you said you had 10 ideas and, um, two of them were brilliant ideas, but eight of them weren't really that good ideas. Some of them were terrible like, no, no, they weren't. weren't. And so if you would have been the, the, uh, the CEO that came in with the iron fist, then you could have completely run this company into the ground because you did all the wrong yeah. thing. Yep. And yep. if, and not listening to your people could actually really hurt the business.
1: Yep. It would have, it would have hurt it very, very badly. And, and, um, and, and I, in this process, I ended up getting them totally on side and like, we're, you know, we're laughing and joking and we're locking arms and we just have a high respect. Um, they want to hang out with me. I mean, not hang out, but you know, they want to see me every quarter. Right.
0: So, so then you, so you had 90, 90 employees that likely would have left and they were yep. about
1: or, uh, the top echelon would have.
0: The, the, the top people would have left and yeah. um, you turn that around within with, with basically a 10 minute conversation. It sounded like, and That's pretty um, much. Yeah. And, and you know, how powerful are are you as a leader
1: that you just completely shifted the people like that? Yeah. And I, I mean, it wasn't, I did, ha- I'll, I'll tell you that I did go up there and I had a, you know, a strong speech prepared, like I'm not going to cry and I'm going to do it this way. And I didn't even open up my bag. I mean, I didn't even get it out. I sat down in the front of the table and I just started crying. <laughs> it's just like, and I'm really grateful that I just went with my gut. I mean, my, my gut didn't say, go start crying. But when I sat down, it was just like, I can't, I can't, there's no bullshit here. I just have to tell you guys where I am. Well, and, and don't you,
0: you see too with that, that one of the ways that you really are impactful with people, these employees they're they're people, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's oh, totally. Connect with people on a level it's deeper by being vulnerable. And mm-hmm. as leaders, if there's power in vulnerability. There's power in opening up. And mm-hmm. and it's it's that when you create that connection, it doesn't really matter
1: the words you say at that point, does it? Do they? No, I mean, as long as the sentiment is, I'm open and I want to work with you. It, Right. What, you know, what, what's the, what else is sure. there? So sure. Sure. I mean, th- there are, there
0: are words to say that, that are better than others. Right. But when you yeah. communicate a certain message and, and you have a lot more leeway with it, when your, your message is your intended message gets communicated and you're going to get yeah. communicated, it's going to get communicated significantly faster by opening up, being vulnerable than having this perfect speech planned. Right. Being real. Right. Exactly. Um, so I mean, wow! This is this is really incredible what you've been able to do. So yeah, it's,
1: it's been uh, wonderful.
0: So you know, what was your what was your biggest surprise about this? As you were, you know, you you spent five months implementing this into your first business, and then you mm-hmm. spent some years um, continuing to innovate it in your in these other businesses. So, like, what was the biggest surprise about you know <clears throat> this journey of being uh, more hands off in your business?
1: Uh, that I could. that that it would work is probably the biggest surprise, um, because I was hopeful, but I didn't. And and even now I'll tell you that I have days, um, that I get, I get actually anxious because I'm not doing (laughs) this (laughs) thing. So that, that story has not completely left my head.
0: (laughs) One of our clients called that the hands-off CEO
1: Twitch. (laughs) Yes, I still have that. (laughs) I I I think that's a very good name for it. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong? We feel like we should um, be doing so, things, but you don't really have to, right? No, no, exactly. So I think that that was a big surprise that it, that it works, and I think um, I guess the second big surprise is that it works so well. Wow. <laughs> so, what would um, you say? Yeah. To, sorry, continue. Go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. So, what would you say to a CEO who is in the situation where they're they're at this transition mm. in their business, or they'd really like to see um, something in their business change, maybe it's more profitability, maybe it's more freedom, like, but they don't really believe that it's possible. And they just believe that these are just inspirational stories, but they're not really
1: like, what would your advice be to them? Um, my advice would be to them to, well, first of all, I tell them it, it absolutely does work. Um, you do need to think more deeply about your business and, um, I, I guess another, <clears throat> excuse me, another business that I've started um, with a partner um, since this is uh, Matt Levitt Online, which is online business coaching for solopreneurs and um, and micropreneurs. And in doing that, it's a lot of things of how do you get motivated to, you know, a one person business or a very, very small business like that. And in that, I think the advice is you really do need to think hard about how your business serves you. And that is a really important, I mean, ultimately, well, ultimately your business needs to make money, but it does need to serve you because it's your business. And I was under the sort of false impression that my business needed to serve its employees. And that is true. But if I'm not here to, you know, if I'm an absolute net job because I'm working 70 hours a week and not getting paid, um, I don't really care. <laughs> you know it, it that's not sustainable, as as you said earlier in the podcast. So I think that that's that's really it. This is possible, and if your business doesn't serve you, it's fundamentally unsustainable.
0: Mm. Mm. I love that. And um, well, one of the other things I hear from that, too is that, it's sustainable only to, it's, it's, it's fundamentally unsustainable, but as soon as some, some, uh, roadblock hits, that's when it's like, everything just stops.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, and you'll fall apart. I mean, and, and again, I can't, I can't talk about these things without getting into marketing a little bit, cause that's where my brain goes, but, mm-hmm. um, you just have to, you have to know more about your business than simply turning the crank and, and, you know, performing your service like crazy. And I think that's what I was on this hamster wheel of like, I'm just going to do marketing and it's going to be great and everything will be fine. It's like, no, you have to think more deeply about what your business is and how it works because it's a thing. I think that, you know, your business is more than your office. Your business is a, is an entity that operates and does things, even if it's just you and you're, you know, selling Amway vitamins, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that is. It still is an entity um, that takes your time that hopefully gives you money. Um, it has to work for you, so think about that, and also think about who you are. I mean, um, an example of that is like in business development for a cloud. I'm a person who just hates talking on the phone, and I made myself do cold calls, and you know what? They all failed. I had zero success, um, and it just making myself do things like that that just didn't work for me was stupid, a waste of time, a waste of energy, and I was deeply unhappy. And I think you. Make it work for you. Know who you are, and know what you want that business to be. And you can create it. It's absolutely possible. You can tweak businesses from here to Sunday, and they'll be fine and better. <laughs> Make it work for you.
0: Wow, that that is such great insight and advice um, that you gave there. And um, you know how, how beautiful this is too. That you've you're now in this place where you can start teaching other entrepreneurs how to do this. <laughs> to create the same kind of transformations that you've done in your own business.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's easy it's, it's hard it's hard work, but it's easier than they think. Right. Oh,
0: I love that. I love that you're out on this rampage helping more entrepreneurs and like really <laughs> expanding this mission, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I think well, entrepreneurial lifestyle is is so wonderful. I mean, it has its downsides, but it's way, way, way better than anything I've ever done. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're people what you might call unemployable. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I mean that as a compliment, but I do occasionally tell my, my entrepreneurial friends like, yeah, you're pretty unemployable. At <laughs> first I get mad and then they go, oh, yeah, I am. Thank you. <laughs> so,
0: so where can people reach you like in this new work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, Matt Levitt Online, M-A-T-T-L-E-A-V-I-T-T Online, is um, a business that I've just started with a friend um, that is helps people get their solopreneur businesses um, up and running or running better, um, better planning um, through kind of a, a six part process that's that's really easy to follow and also um, takes into account your own mojo, which I think is extremely important. You've got to you've got to operate how you are not squeeze yourself into someone else's method of operating. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And then, uh, also the babbling stores and, um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. So, so, um, mattlevittonline.com. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. post that in the show notes and, um, Thank you. You, oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, is, is, is do you, do you have any resources there for them to, to be looking at with,
1: uh, solo entrepreneurs? Absolutely. There's um, there are some courses being uh, being introduced actually uh, Monday, and um, we are have quite a few blogs and just some resources on how to how to think about your business and how to think about how you um, get out there and and put yourself in action. Love
0: it. Well, uh, Tanya McLeod, fantastic woman to learn from. I'm so inspired by her and what she's been able to do, and just like what a fast, quick action taker she is, how committed she is to creating a vision and just making it happen and uh, just letting go of any, any of those limiting beliefs and just, just making it happen. So I'm just, I am just so proud of you, Tanya, for your success. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Well, and thank you, Mandy, for having me on the podcast. But also thank you for all of your um, advice early on. and thank you for that sucker punch conversation three years ago. and <laughs> and uh, i'm I'm very, very grateful that I was referred to you. So thank you. this is a, much of this success um, has to do with uh, with our work together. So thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellison. If you want to work less and make more, make sure you subscribe and get a new episode every week and help spread the word by leaving a review.